Welcome to Splainin', the podcast where two guys explain things to each other that they should know, but don't. I am Jeff Sims. And I am Evan Smith. Evan, my friend. Yes. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, been a long time, been a long, lonely, 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 lonely. What's the other one? It's been a long time, long time, shouldn't lift you. To, but I don't need to step mm. to step to step to step to. That's not as much worse than the one I was saying. Yeah, I can't remember how it goes. You really just Caucasianed yourself. Expertly. I did show my true colors, <laughs> which is why. lack thereof. <laughs> I did show my shades, my true shade. Uh, yeah, so Jeff, it's been, by the time this comes out, which will be the 15th? 14th. 14th. It will have been almost three months to, to the day. day. Since we were, no, it'll be over three months. We were supposed yes. to release this episode <laughs> on Facebook Live, which we said we were going to do numerous times. So many times. Even when we said postponed. Postponed. We even gave dates for when it was postponed. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. No. Procrastination station. Procrastination station. But that's so, okay. It was supposed to come out the night before the wedding, which was October 15th. <laughs> which, as other people pointed out, yeah. horrible idea. Terrible like, idea. Great idea. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's going to be, be delightful. It's going to be stress-free. There's going to be nothing we have to complete or do. Yep. We're going to have lots of energy. What do we end up doing? Sleeping. With no, each no. other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, a, what's the thing called, like, in the marriage of Figaro, where the Count Prima Nocta... He invokes prima doctus to like oh, if any yeah, of the yeah, servants yeah. <laughs> are getting married, then the 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 owner of the servant can sleep with can the sleep servant with the, the night before. Or the... <laughs> I invoked prima nocta and slept with you before Catherine could. <laughs> <laughs> Ew! Did you guys miss us or what? Hey oh. Um, what did we do? We actually, um, strangely enough, you know what? It's been a a hectic couple of months. Um, because obviously I got married. It happened the following day, October 16th. Yep. It was magical. It was magical. It was magical. I haven't been so stressed out in all my life. You were really stressed out, actually. Ooh, I was so stressed. Um, I don't remember the last <gasps> time I was so stressed. I forgot to tell you. What? I found half of your speech. <gasps> I found half of it. How? Linda had it. Linda. Yeah, I know. Listen, Linda. Listen. She had half of it. I mean, it was the shitty half, but that's fine. Um, it was all brilliant. It, it was, was the first really half or the second half? Uh, or the, like the middle, the first half. Okay. Um, it was really good though, and um, I almost cried. It was well. during Christmas. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, she was like bringing up photos, and she was like, "Hey, look, look what I found!" And I was like, "You're joking." You were looking hard for it. I was. I was looking yeah. everywhere. Everybody yeah. who came to the wedding. Um, excuse me. So yeah, we had the wedding the following day. Yeah. And I started a new job two and a half weeks after the wedding. Which one was that? Lulu or Verifin? Verifin. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so much going on. I know. Um, and what's really funny is that they had their anniversary party on that Boom. night as well, Verifin, on October 15th. Do you remember that? Yes, because you were like, want to go because we're not going to record, record the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, mm. Yeah. We said maybe. I we think. said maybe because yeah. they said, they were like, hey, Jeff, we know you're starting in a couple weeks, but we'd love to have you come down. And I was like, yeah. mm, my wedding's the next day. Not really sure. Probably not. Uh, and so I put you as a guest. Right. They're like, you and a plus one. And I'm oh, like, I went. I just didn't go with you. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It was great. It was an awesome time. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Met well, all your coworkers. Great. Yeah. That's I'm why they all know stories. Like, every time they, like, you walk in, they look at you. It's like, because I told them things. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, oh this guy. Um, but yeah. So, it started a new job and got married. And uh, it's just been a hectic whirlwind of the last couple of months. And I just... Can you say that word again? Whirlwind. Thank you. I said whirlwind, didn't you I? You did. As it... 
as if the wind from the world. Yeah. But I spelled world with W H I R L D. Right. World wind. I mean, world is a word. Like to d- whirl. Nah. W H I R L E D. Yeah. Like to whirl something. Whirl something. Yeah, but in the past he tense. whirled the ball around his head or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the whirl in the past tense. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Dumb word. <laughs> whirl. 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 Squirrel. Some pop filter. I'll Whirl. say. Let's see if we can get through the pop filter. Whirl. Whirl. We'll never know until later. That's going to be really annoying if it does. It's the same thing as that time we tried to eat chips during the podcast. <laughs> I think it was popcorn. It, I think, yeah, I think it was smart pop. We're because like, it's we, a great idea. We knew. We knew we couldn't be chips. If we That's were going right. we to eat, you're like, well, Evan can't be into the chips. No. It's a horrible idea. I'll just not speak. And, and popcorn is one of those things where like, you start off very... Um, Conservatively, yeah, like a piece at a time, and one piece, and then it turns into three. And before you yeah. know, it's just like the dinosaur claw, and then you're just scooping. Yeah, it's bad, but it's great. It's bad. And you're getting something in your teeth, and uh-huh. it's like you're picking that out while still chewing, and like then you can bite your tongue, and it's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, but no, there has been a lot going on. I had uh, two more children, as I'm sure everybody <laughs> knows, a couple of twins. No, I didn't. Two was enough. We always wanted to have three kids. Uh, I sorry, that's a lie. I always wanted to have three <laughs> kids, and after having two, I was like. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Not unless you're going to introduce a third party to take care of the third child. Well, this is the thing. You can't be outnumbered. I mean, you can. No. People do it all the time, but yes. I don't want to be. No. The only reason why my parents were able to have three is because dad is the size of three people. You're not wrong. So my parents were yeah outnumbering us. Um, the other thing is we can't guarantee. If if we could guarantee it would be a girl. I'd consider it much more strongly. But having another boy, not that I don't love the boys, I just, if I want another kid, I want it to be a girl. Interesting. Right? So I can't <clears> chance it. And also the, the record of our family is Tiff's grandparents, three boys. My father's parents, four boys. Uh, Mom's an only child. So, and, I, and Tiffany's mother's family, also three boys and then a girl. There have been a lot of boys. And a I think lot we've of boys. talked about this. We have. Um, like Charles, like Allison's, uh, my sister's, um, Two brand kids. new baby boy. Yep. Yep. So Charles, he's he's fresh. Yep. And, uh, and she already has a boy. Yep. yep. Two boys. Yeah. Yeah. The reign of man is coming to an end. I think. I think that's been happening for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like Welcome think... to 2021. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, it's been it's been hectic. And the other thing that happened was like, and this is what I didn't expect, and this is where the hiatus sort of initiated and continued. Yeah. And continued is. Leading up to the wedding, it got really busy. Yes. But afterwards, it didn't stop being busy. Like, no. Because for me, being like the self-employed musician, I said yes to every single gig that came along because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, big gigs are back. This is awesome. Yep. And then like got like – was so overwhelmed with work that I had – I was teaching at Sheridan and Mun in addition to all the other gigs. And I had – after one week of Sheridan, I had to message them and be like, I can't work here anymore. It's, no. I don't – I literally don't have enough time to do it. No. And I it wasn't thinking that because – in the previous year, I was doing all the same things more or less, but everything was virtual. Yeah. Now it was like I was still doing Sheridan virtually, but everything else is back in person. And I f- didn't realize, oh, right, it takes way more time to be in person. And a lot more energy as well. And a lot more energy. And also, like, my kids were now older and one wasn't a blob anymore. And it was mm. like, yeah, it was just way too much. Yeah. So, but then things, you know, got a little more chill um, when the world shut down again. Yeah. So here, we, here are, we are. Here we are doing this one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's and just like to circle back similarly, like, you know, as you're a self employed musician and those things came back, like like I said, when I started the job, I was also just learning new things. Yeah. And I don't think I had more space in my brain to learn new things. We I were, see what you're saying. We were also 
uh, doing the Spirit of Newfoundland Christmas show. Yep. So we were intensively learning that show mm. and rehearsing it while I was starting the new job. Yep. So I lit like literally every waking moment I was trying to retain new things new and learn new yeah. things. Yeah. So like I, I feel like I didn't have the mental capacity to be like, you know what? Now I'm gonna research yeah. about Cleopatra. Or the time. I mean, the when we because we like we kept trying to be like, okay, we could do this night, and we kept pushing it because we'd go like, you know what? I don't have a night off this week. No. And then we were being like, okay, well, we could record in the morning before we go to work. Like, what are we getting into that for? I know. Why? It was a mess. No need of it. There and was Oliver wasn't sleeping. There was no guarantee. Like, no. if we came down here and did an episode or went to your house, like Tiffany would be up for hours with Oliver just screeching by himself. Yep. And also, we did a morning episode, and it was the shits. It was the worst. Which episode was it? It was like a very early episode. We were in person. It was because no, 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 no. I was we going. In person. It was virtual. Was it was. It? it was. It was in the early uh, episodes. Really? Like with the first five virtual? Yeah, when we when we were doing that, because I think we were trying to figure it out, like with my work and why I was oh. starting so late. We're I like, think you know, we did a, we did a morning. double episode when we when, when Oliver was born. No, it wasn't those one of were those. two evenings. It okay. was it was very early because I remember exclusively thinking, mm, "This podcast sucks when we're sober." Oh yeah, I do remember thinking that. And we said like the magic number is like, "Well, that's not going to be a problem tonight, <laughs> baby." <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're doing, just so you all know, we're going to do the episode we promised we would do. Yes. What to do if. Yep. It's broad. As, it, as, what? <laughs> it's a broad topic. It's it like, is a broad topic. Oh, I forgot to turn off that light. Can you run over there and turn off that light? Evan, I will do that, but you have to entertain our guests while I'm gone. Well, hello, Dolly. Well, hello. You have no idea what tempo I'm singing. No. You're trying to snap. Well, and it's hello. Well, you, that's not what you were doing. I thought I was entertaining the crowd. Jeff, stop stealing my thunder, man. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Go back. No, you were you were touching the right one. Oh, the other nipple. <laughs> there you go. All right. There's just a light right in my eyes. I was blinded by a liar. Revved up like a douche. Nailed it. Can't remember. I don't think anybody knows those words, actually. Revved up like a douche, another runner in the night. Revved up like a douche in the middle of the I don't know what the douche is. People have looked into it, and I, I think I knew at one point, but I forgot. It doesn't mean, like, an actual douche. No. No. does not. No. There's another connotation slash meaning. Is there? Apparently. How in- many of those are there? <laughs> Back for to the, the podcast. For the word, for the word douche? <laughs> yeah. There's at least three. Um, so, starting with, shall we? Shall, shall we? Shall we dive? I would love, Evan, I would love nothing more. Do you want to cheers it before we do it? Let's do it, buddy. Cheers it. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a lovely, frothy Belgian moon. Oh, right. You got the sour kept there. Jeff came over the other night and left a sour in my fridge. To which he messaged me like, oh, did I leave that sour on your fridge? And I was like, yes. And it will be there until you come drink it. <laughs> and I said, I will. Yeah, because... And that's the only reason why we're doing this episode. Yeah. <laughs> there's, lots of, uh, there's lots of things you can leave in my fridge that won't be there when you get back. Chips. I mean, they wouldn't be in the fridge. Chocolate. But yeah. Special milk. Special milk. I don't really drink the special milk. No, I'm talking about your children. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they put it in them. Uh, okay, I'm going to start. We're starting with the category of animals. Yes. So what to do if you are... Find yourself uh, with these animals. What is wrong with me? I don't know. Are you okay? I don't think so. All right. All right. Uh, I'm starting with a bear. Mm. So you're camping. What's your biggest concern? 
attracting a bear. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a lot of people, your best bet, just avoid an encounter altogether. That's what they say. <laughs> What's the best bet? Don't go f***ing camping at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bring your trailer. Uh, All food, garbage, dirty camp stoves, recyclables, toiletries, and any other smelly items are locked away in a metal bear-proof and ideally smell-proof container. That's step one. Things to keep in mind when on a trail or in the woods. Don't surprise a bear. Call, sing, clap, or talk loudly, especially near streams and in areas of low visibility. Not a problem for me. No. Talk loudly and sing. Yeah. Snap and clap? Are you kidding me? (laughs) I'll just rehearse Chicago while walking (laughs) in the woods. I mean, I do anyway. Um, Be alert. Watch for bears or their scat and tracks. I think think scat is their shit. Well, why is it another word? You know, why is it called scat? Is it only for bears it's called scat? I think so, actually. Weird. Mm -hmm. I got a picture of it there. I don't know why. Do you want to see it? Of of, uh, bear shit? Yeah. Do you know what it looks like? It's very, like, black tar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It looks like a pile of coals in a way, but like you could tell they're soft. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for painting that picture. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, watch for bears or their scat or tracks, any strange smells or disturbed vegetation. Be aware of wind direction and speed. Like, who am I, Bear Gorillas? Be aware of wind <laughs> direction. Uh, extra caution is warranted when the wind is facing you. Because. No, when the wind is coming away from you. Because then the bear fa- can smell you. What if the bear is behind you? Like, it doesn't matter what direction. Like, yeah. The, what if the bear's in front of you? Then the wind is... If then the wind you can is just go- smell the bear scat. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it doesn't matter whether the wind is facing you or blowing away. Any way the wind blows doesn't really matter. Any way the wind blows. Uh, stay together. Hike and bike in groups. Don't let children wander. Mm. I mean, for multiple reasons, really. Yes. Uh, larger groups, four or more, are less likely to have a negative bear encounter. I mean, tell us <laughs> something we don't know. Watch your pets. Keep your dog on a leash. Dogs can provoke defensive bear behavior. Use official marked trails. Travel during daylight hours. Bears are most active at dawn and dusk. Use the triangle approach. Set up your tent, cooking area, and food storage areas in a triangle pattern about 50 meters apart. Oh. But let's just say none of that works. And a bear stumbles across your path. Stay calm. Talk in a low, calm voice, regardless of if the bear has seen you or not. Well, hello, Dolly. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to see you. Oh, what's the next lyric? Dolly? No. Oh, <laughs> Dolly. Nice to see you. I don't know. Uh, back up slowly. <laughs> Never turn your back on a bear or run. Also, don't put them in a corner. Nobody puts baby bears in the corner. Do not stare. Bears are very macho, apparently. They will see this as a direct challenge if you stare at them. Do not stare a bear in the eyes. Give the bear space. Make sure it has a getaway and that you are not blocking access to its cubs or to the food. If the bear approaches, here are some strategies. Just make sure you do not... Look it in the eye. Well, yeah. Run. Run. Do not run. Carry bear spray. Know how to use it. Bear spray is a thing. Pack it. Bear spray is made from red pepper oil. It inflames the eyes and upper respiratory system. If used properly, that bear is going to leave you alone. There are videos on how to effectively use it. Fun story. One time, I went to Holy Heart Theater to rehearse with... I can't remember whom... But like a grade 12 student for like Kiwanis or something. And we were rehearsing at heart on their lunch break. Mm-hmm. And probably through rehearsing, like I had a little tickle in my throat. And I just started to cough. And so did she. And we we're like, that's weird. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then we walked out into the hallway. And all of a sudden, it was just like, 
We just didn't know what to do. Did the did the school get bear maced? Yes, someone let off bear mace in the hallway and then just like got out of dodge, and we were just like the only ones near it. Dude, some that happened at PwC. It was brutal. That like back, I think we were just out of high school, like that age. Yeah, and um, some skeet went and bear maced like in people's faces, like oh, eight no. or nine this people. Wasn't, and, this like, person like really, set off like a bear mace grenade or something. Like really screwed people up. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. I mean, I wasn't in direct contact. I just walked through it, I guess. Yeah. But like, I like couldn't drive for about fifteen minutes. I had to yeah. wait. It was brutal. Uh, and if things start getting aggressive, there are two options, uh, which really are your only two options. So I thought it was strange that they were outlined, but Great. defensive mode <laughs> and predatory mode. <laughs> so defensive mode. Bears often charge or attack if they're threatened. If the bear makes contact with you, roll on your stomach, cover the back of your neck, remain still and play dead. The bear will lose interest and leave. So they say. Predatory attack. In very rare cases, a bear may see a human as prey and stalk you along a trail terrifying that is terrifying in these cases try to escape into a building or car or up a tree if you can't and the bear charges get that handy dandy bear spray or use anything you can to fight off the bear if it's charging rocks sticks hiking poles you go and die like <laughs> yeah it's like it's ugh. yeah so now interestingly i started out on a bc government site and thought oh man this is a major concern they recommend all campers bring bear spray, but the more I read, the more I realized they recommend it in the way that you should have a fire extinguisher and insurance. Like, you'll likely not have to use it. Apparently, there were only four fatal bear attacks in Ontario in the last 100 years. But Ontario is the last place I would think there would be a bear attack. I would think BC. Northern Ontario. Well, yeah, I mean, there's not very many in Canada. I'll tell you that now. Uh, dogs accounted for more fatalities than bears between 1982 and 2003. Wow. Which is a horrible fact, because you know it's children and old people. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? No, no one else is not fighting it's off not a dog. a spry hiker going through the no. trails of Colorado. No. No, I'm talking about the dog deaths. I understand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, between 2000 and 2017, there were 664 bear attacks globally. Wow. In 17 years, 664 bear attacks in the world. 19 of these in that 15-year period were in Canada. Out of the 664? So less than one a year. Yeah. Uh, but there's a difference between an attack and a fatality. The same period between 2000 and 2017, there were 46 attacks in North America. Uh, they resulted in 48 deaths. <laughs> so the bears have like 105% success rate. <laughs> <laughs> they killed more people than were there. Uh, I guess they counted an attack. Like if there's three people in a group, yeah, they, yeah. it's one attack. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's like three to four attacks a year in the whole country. Wow. So nothing to really be that concerned about. No. No. All right, folks. Well, uh, something to also not be really concerned about here in Canada and or Newfoundland. What to do if you get bitten by a snake? They do have garden snakes in Nova Scotia. Yeah, but they're. I think this is they're more pertaining snakes. to venomous snakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is coming directly from the Queensland, Australia's health government website. Because, you know, I'm not going to go on the Newfoundland, like, website for anything, let alone advice for snake bites. Right. Um, so they said, whether you're scared of snakes or you apply a they-won't-bother-me-if-I-don't-bother-them attitude, if you live in Queensland, it's good to know what you should do. Where is Queensland again? In Australia. Okay, Australia. Yeah. If you get bitten by a snake. Yeah. Uh, snakes usually bite defensively. Rather than actively attacking humans, and in Queensland, it's a common—it's as common for people to be bitten around the home 
as it is out in the bush or other wild areas. Oh. Which is mildly alarming. Well, yeah, I guess they're just like, there's not a lot of mountain range in Australia. I feel like it's all pretty flat. Yeah, no, but what I mean is, um, what I find alarming is that, like, you are just as probable of getting bitten in your own home by a snake as you would in be... In your home? It says, it around the home. That makes me think, like, in their backyard and Around stuff. the home, yeah, as yeah. out in the bush or other wild areas. Right. There's a lot of snakes everywhere. A lot of snakes. Yeah. I feel like one of my, like, a big fear is, like, taking a poop and a snake coming up the toilet. Because snakes used to do that. Like <laughs> and they, up, study, they were like, they this is a bad them. idea, guys. Like, oh, that's Let's gross. Get this up. Shit's yeah. from there. Yeah. <laughs> they figured out what was happening. <laughs> um, so if you're ever bitten by a snake, keep these tips in mind. It might just save your life. Here are some things they suggest. Number one, call an ambulance immediately. Mm. Number two, don't panic and don't move. While it's easier said than done, staying calm and still after a snake bite can actually help slow down the spread of venom in your body. If you've been bitten by a venomous snake, not moving might actually save your life. It's a myth that snake venom gets straight into your bloodstream after the bite. Instead, it moves through your lymphatic lymphatic system. Lymph is a fluid in your body that contains white blood cells. Unlike blood, which is pumped around the body continuously, your lymph moves when you move your limbs. If you st- <laughs> I had lymph to like, moves when you move your limbs. Yeah. I had to like, yeah. Uh, if you can still, if you, Jesus Christ, if you can stay still and calm, you can prevent the venom in your lymph traveling further into your body. I have a question with this though. Yeah. If a snake bites you, yeah, and you don't move, uh-huh. will the snake just go away because it bit you? Like, it might just keep biting you. It, well, it, the first statement was most snakes bite defensively. So they'll bite once, be like, and you're like, down. I know that I, in, inherently I know I'm poison. I don't need to bite you a second time. It's not like a bear that has to maul you. A snake wouldn't presumably not know, like wouldn't be aware of it. But instinctually, a snake probably bites once because it's never had to bite another thing again. Uh, maybe, or like it bites, you go, oh crap, and you like flick it off and you right. run to the left and it runs to the right. Like right. it's not like a bite, you immediately lie but down. But if like you both go the same way and like one of you tries to hold the door for the other and like, no, you go ahead. Yeah, you go. And then you, it's like that awkward scene in Superbad where he has to run faster than her in the hallway. Um, so yeah, just lay or sit down with the bite below the level of your heart. Right. And also keep the hand at the level of your eye. Yeah. Right. Good for you. Uh, number three, leave the snake alone. <laughs> it sounds silly, but most hospitals actually have tests to see exactly what snake bite the person and how uh, exactly what snake bit the person, sorry, right. and how to appropriately administer treatment. Right. Obviously, try to identify the snake upon your first interaction. It is not worth injuring yourself again or others to further identify it. Strangely enough, a lot of people get bitten second times or other people get bitten again in the same instance. This answers my question. Because they go, oh, what kind of snake was that? I don't know. We're going to have to tell the hospital. Go, Johnny, go get a grab picture of that. Right. You know what I mean? They try to figure out what snake it was. Because that would be a concern if, you know, in Australia, snake bites are happening frequently. Yeah. The concern would be figure out what it was to see how bad this is. Yeah. 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 I think the you treat it as if it's incredibly venomous until you know it right. is not. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, step number one is to call an ambulance immediately. Right. In case you forgot. Um, and the last and final step, apply a pressure immobilization bandage and splint. Essentially, administer first aid. 
So after you have stayed still, um, put your hand to the level of your heart, um, put the wound lower than your heart, then you just treat the, the, the wound as a first aid treatment and then okay. try to get to the hospital as quickly as possible. Nice. Put it in a splint so that you can't move it, so therefore it, the venom doesn't move around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's what you do if you get bitten by a snake, folks. Cool. Pretty exciting stuff. Noted. Uh, all right. We are on to wolves. I don't know why I have all the mammals, but I do. Uh, slightly different story from bears and presumably snakes. Uh, mostly, just avoid being seen. None of this sing and dance while you're walking through the woods. Into the woods, it's time to go and find a snake. Oh, no. How shit is that? You go trying to avoid bears, but you attract wolves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Got no wolf spray. Um, so wolf's yeah, bane. Don't be at that. <laughs> Uh, if you see a wolf before it sees you, walk away silently. I feel like that doesn't happen very often. No. Also, isn't that the rule with like a cougar or like a jaguar or like some sort of like mountain lion? Probably. Oh, no, no, no. That is if you see a jaguar or a mountain lion, they have seen you for the last hour and a half. Like that's the rule. Well, yeah, because they would stalk you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you see a wolf first, walk away silently, stay vigilant. And rem- excuse me, remember where there is one wolf, there are likely more. Mm, hold fast. <laughs> if the wolf does see you... Back away slowly. But unlike the bear, maintain eye contact. So this Ooh. is an important thing to note. Like the, It's a difference. Like This is the thing I want. When we talked about doing this, yeah. these are the things I want to know. What do I do differently based on the thing? Yeah. Always remain with uh, maintain eye contact with a wolf. Do not turn your back and do not look away. I feel like it's the scene in Jurassic Park where the guy's staring down the velociraptor and they're going yeah. eye to eye. But yeah. then what he doesn't see is the Velociraptor behind him because yeah. he's so locked in eyes. So I don't know if eye contact is the best advice, Evan. This is what they say. Okay. If you try to escape, keep the wolves in front of you. If the wolves get behind you, predatory instincts may kick in. Back away while facing the pack. Don't run. Wolves are faster than you, especially in the woods. See, I'm glad you brought this up. I was concerned that I could have been faster. You, nope, no. you won't be. Running will cause a wolf's predatory drive to kick in. If they weren't chasing you before, you better believe they will if you start running. Oh. Uh, you can back away slowly, but always giving the impression that at any moment you could go on the attack. Act aggressively and loudly if approached. It's like a wolf starts stepping towards you, step towards the wolf. Make noise, yell, clap. It's a total dance of alpha. Like, I feel like I would just be like a wacky, wavy, inflatable, I'm playing two men. I would look insane. <laughs> but like, I just like try to move as aggressively as I can, but like I'm the least aggressive human. Yeah. So it would come off cross as like a little bit of a song and dance. At this point, do not... At this point, do not try to fight the wolf. Wolves, they, before they, like, they haven't attacked you yet. So oh. don't, don't go on the aggressive. Give the impression you could go on the aggressive, but don't initiate. Uh, do Why not, would you ever do that? I don't know. At this point, do not try to fight the wolf. Wolves are strong and smart with powerful jaws and killer instinct. There is a possibility you could fend off one, but you versus a pack of wolves, you don't have the chance. You aren't the beast from Beauty and the Beast. That is the truth. Like, <laughs> as much as you might want to be. And he uh, hardly made it out alive. And he hardly made it out alive. Yeah. Breathe deeply and try to keep calm. Wolves sense fear. Mm. If you panic, you risk freezing or running, losing your ability to fight and save your life. If attacked... No playing dead. Other thing with bears. Play dead. Wolves do not play dead. Wolves are going on 100% predatorial instincts. If the wolf attacks, fight back. Rocks, sticks, bear sprays, air horns, or any weapon you have. Find an easily defensible option. Stand with your back against a tree or a large rock so they can't get behind you. You don't want any wolves behind you. You do not try to hide in plain sight or curl into the field position. 
The only way a wolf will leave you is if you intimidate it and present a bigger threat than it's willing to chance. Wow, right? It's <laughs> fascinating. If you do manage to drive off a wolf or a pack, because apparently you are Thor, <laughs> get to safety calmly and quickly. Climb a tree, boulder, or high landscape feature. If possible, get inside a car or building, but don't relax. The wolf slash wolves may be waiting for another chance and may attack again. Uh, so scary. Oh, Band together. Yeah. If you're in a group, defensive maneuvers back-to-back with the weakest on the inside of the circle. Oh. You want one person watching every direction. When wolves attack humans, they attack children in an overwhelming majority of cases. It's actually how Arctic wolves hunt oxen. They watch their herd from a distance until the flank opens up when an adult is distracted and penetrate the interior of the herd. <sighs> so velociraptory. Yep. Things to keep in mind when uh, before Mr. Wolf shows up, if you've got uh, Benny with you, oh, great. keep him close, pick up his poop, keep him quiet. Best of luck with Best all these Best of British things. luck. He'll be diarying all over um, the place. Try to get him not to piss on everything. Honestly. Uh, if the wolves feel a dog encroaching on their territory, they may attack. If you notice wolves stalking or lurking, light a fire. Wolves dislike fire and smoke. Get that bad boy going. Light it up. The more smoke, the better. Light the whole freaking forest. Get the, um, what's the good ones that really smoke up? Like Pellets. A- <laughs> 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 Create a defensive shelter with branches, stones, etc. Make lots of noise. The article said, sing and shout together. Be as loud and fierce as possible. <laughs> so like, Mary <laughs> Mac. hear the yeah. people sing? <laughs> I was thinking like, Mary Mac, Old Black Rum, Hamilton soundtrack. <laughs> but like, make sure you skip past Quiet Uptown for multiple reasons. The wolves won't think you're an alpha when you're sobbing. Forgiveness. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, okay, we can take that guy. Yeah. Uh, avoid imitating a wolf howl. This will draw the wolf to you. Lone wolves use the howl to locate other members of the pack. So, like, ever if you're in the woods, don't do a wolf howl. That's not even a little bit funny. Nope. Nope. Uh, But again, in the end, not as big of an issue as you may think. There have been between... uh, Sorry, there have been under 100 wolf attacks... Wolf attacks? Wolf attacks documented in North America. Total. Wow. In history. What? Obviously, there were more in earlier times, but they were probably documented on a rock that someone used to fight off a bear. And actually, the bear was a duck and the rock was a stick. (laughs) (laughs) How the turntables. How the turntables. Well done. There are only, uh, this is my last paragraph, there are only 35 to 40 fatalities due to wolf attacks in North America. Ever documented. Again, more are possible, but if you include the presumed undocumented or misdiagnosed or whatever, even if you multiplied it by like a hundred, it'd still be less. It'd be 3,500 wolf attacks in 150 years in all of North America. Not something that I'm going to stress out about. You know, that's uh, 20 a year with the population of North America. You have a chance of about one in 18.4 million of being killed by a wolf. You have a 1 in 500,000 chance of being struck by lightning. So, statistically speaking, you'll be struck by lightning 36 times before you were killed by a wolf. And, of course, by then you'll be able to wield lightning, so the wolves are in for it. Exactly, so it yeah, by then you're... <laughs> yeah. By then you're a superhuman, so you'll be all right. Interesting statistics, buddy. Yep. Love to see it. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> Why did you spit out your water? <laughs> Why are you spitting out your water? Why'd you do that? You just said like we just like clued up a board mo- board meeting. 
fun. You said interesting statistics. Love to see it. Like you were like patting me on the back as your fucking employee. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> Sorry, bud. You can put a man in verifin, but you can't take the verifin out of the man. <laughs> Go get a paper towel and clean yourself up. Use my Kleenex. Oh man, shall I take a second? Sorry, right, I'll distract our audience. Why hello, Dolly? Why hello? Oh, I thought you were going to do another. Dolly, it's so nice. 1940s musical. You belong. No. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Old man. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now it's appropriation. See? Okay. You know what? <laughs> I'll try and. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, so, another unthreatening, threatening thing uh, bees, wasps, and hornets. Yes. What to do if you get stung by a bee, wasp, or hornet? Do they all sting? Uh, when I was a kid, some someone told me that wasps bite or something. No, wasps 100% sting. Okay. Hornets may not. I believe they all have stingers, buddy. Okay. Yep. Um, so run away as fast as you can. Don't stop until you reach shelter, like a vehicle or a building. Remember when this happened to me this summer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you were. You and were I, I think you're actually doing a splaining um, post, listen? weren't you? No. No, but I made a post. I think. Yeah. Um, here's a fun fact: Don't jump into water. Because oh. bees will wait for you to come up for air. <gasps> and just get you in the head. Yeah. Isn't oh, my God. But what? can you just swim through a different spot? Hypothetically, but they would follow you. So, so the second you come up. So oh, like you th- God. That's Because that's horrible. the first thing I would think of is like, I'm going to jump right into water now. That'll clean them off. Yeah. And all the rottenness. Um, pull your shirt over your head as you run to protect your face, mouth, and eyes. Obviously, your back and chest are going to get torn yeah. up but that's it um don't swat at the bees as you run movement actually attracts them and dead bees emit a smell that attracts more to you <gasps> no yeah oh god run in a straight line for 50 to 100 meters if you can most wasps won't venture that far away from their nest if threatened yellow jackets are much more aggressive and have been known to chase people to up to a mile oh my god so this one says, call 911 to report a stinging attack once you're safe. But I'm going to go ahead and say, unless you've been stung upwards of 100 to 200 times, probably don't call 911. Right. Unless you're also anaphylactic. Like, right. You know. Uh, honey but be- just to be like, so people know there's like a colony there that's angry? No, no, no. Just as like, same thing as the first point of if you get bitten by a snake. Like, call oh, the oh, ambulance. Oh. Like, don't call 911 to be- like, don't call open line and report it. <laughs> just like, get yourself to, yourself to medical safety. attention. Yeah. Exactly. So honeybee stingers can continue to pump venom into the wound as long as it stays inside of you. So it's important to remove the stinger as soon as possible. I've never been stung by a bee. Yep. So like I've never had to take the stinger out. I've only ever been stung by wasps or hornets. I've been stung by a wasp and it was on the back of my neck. Yeah. And when I felt it, I swat it and I oh. hit it and the wasp died when I hit it off my neck and yeah. it fell to the ground. Yeah. But the stinger had fallen, was still in my neck. Uh, so I had to pull the stinger out of my neck as well. Oof. It was gross. Um, uh, but do not try, here we go, do not try to pull out the stinger with tweezers or your fingers. Oh. Since what that will do is just squeeze out more venom into the wound. Oh. Yeah. Uh, What's wrong if venom gets in the wound? 
Well, like it just hurt more. It'll hurt more if you are allergic to it. It'll right, cause more of an effect. Right. Um, use your fingernails or a dull knife blade or the edge of a credit card to scrape the stinger out of your skin sideways. And leave whatever's in there in there, like a like a plug. No, 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 no. Like you. It's... Oh, like don't crack it off. Just like sweep it from the side. Yeah, so you, you're like with like imagine like you're running the credit card, you dig down and up. Oh. As opposed to squeezing it. Because if see. you squeeze it with your fingers like a pincer, then right. that's what'll drive it gotcha. in. As opposed okay. to like pushing it out that way. And that's kind of all I have with bees and oh. hornets and yellow jackets. Cause it's What's kind a of yellow like jacket. Yeah, is another name for hornet. Okay. It's kind of like there's not a whole lot you can do other than get out of town. Just run. Get out of town. Yeah. Yeah. So like don't go zigzagging and running in circles of like frantically because like right. think about it that's what you do you just like freak out and you're swatting and you just oh, run in a I circle did. my instinct was run as far away as possible yeah but think okay let's you're out in the middle of the woods yeah what i'm saying is let's say you're like out in a parking lot and you accidentally like bang right. into a hornet's nest or something like right. that and you're out by your car with all your friends and family you wouldn't think to you're not going to run two mile meters away yeah. from them you're going to yeah. like run around in a circle around your car and yeah. swat at them and stuff but that's right. exactly what you shouldn't do yeah yeah get uh, fi- 50 to 100 meters away from the nest yeah. that you disturbed or why ever they're attacking you uh. don't jump in the water run in a straight line don't zigzag mm. leave your family behind <laughs> <laughs> Hide your kids, hide your wife. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Now, Evan, do you want to play a little game? I love games. Yeah, so I got a couple of questions here to see if you know what you're at. The answer is you probably don't. I have a true or false for you. Okay. True or false? The greatest number of bee stings sustained by any surviving human subject is 2,443 stings. Did you say any bee or object? Nope. Oh. <laughs> what was the state again? The greatest number of bee stings right. sustained by any surviving human subject. Oh, human subject. I don't know why subject was there. Right. 2,443. Okay, so it either has to be way more than that or way less than that. Or exactly options. that. <laughs> or, or, that, or that number. Like... Oh, you, you yeah. wouldn't try. You're like, no, it's the nineteen hundred and four. Yeah, yeah. Like you. Let me do put that. it this way: I'm not being a jerk. It's not no. two thousand four hundred and forty-two. No. Um, I. Think I want you to grasp how many two thousand. I think it's false. It's true. Oh, I thought it was going to be more. Johannes Releke in Zimbabwe in uh, on January twenty eighth, nineteen sixty two, sustained two thousand four hundred and forty three bee stings. They pulled out. All of the stingers and counted them to verify. Wow. Yep. And like that sur- much of venom could probably kill him anyways. No, right. he survived. Yeah. But like, even if you're not allergic. Yeah. Like that's a lot of venom. That's a lot. Yep. Um, so great job. Um, oh, God. I have a multiple choice question for you. Oh, look at you go. Which of these options are not a viable means to responding to a venomous snake bite? One or A. Slice across the fang marks and try to suck out the venom with your mouth. The so-called suck, cut and suck method. <laughs> Give it up. B. Apply a tourniquet. Tourniquet? Tourni- tourniquet. 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 <laughs> tourniquet. Apply a parakeet. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've never heard of that word. I know what it is, but I've never heard. Never seen it written down and been like, "How do I say that?" Yeah, it's like you see it all the time. Like someone like in a movie taking off a belt and like wrapping it around their arm and stuff like that (laughs) to shoot after hitting the children. (laughs) Uh, So apply one of those. Yeah. In hopes to res- to restrain the blood flow. Right. Uh, C. Apply a cold pack, ice pack, or classic frozen peas. Hmm. Or D. All of the above. Uh, it's. Uh, I know that like in pop culture and things, it's always like suck it out. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's probably false. Hence, what this is, or they're all true. Remember, you're looking for what is a not a viable means of responding so cutting along the fang marks and sucking out the venom apply a uh, turn of phrase Uh, apply a cold pack ice pack or frozen peas I don't think sucking it out is viable okay that's my answer the answer is D all of the above ah shit that you are correct that sucking out the venom is not a viable method um, also, applying the blood restricting device yeah. is not because viable. it doesn't travel through the blood. Correct. Uh. Um I mean, eventually it can. Right. But uh, that's not a useful. I was thing. thinking about once it once it's in your blood system, cutting off. You'd have to literally like chop off your arm in yeah. order to stop it. Yeah. Apply a cold ice pack. Uh, classic frozen peas will also do the same thing. Right. It'll actually do the opposite. That'll actually drive the vasoconstrictors, and drive everything into the body as opposed to out of the body. Right. Um, so the answer is all of the above. Oh, well. So good job, buddy. Two for two. Two for two. You're all right. Bit, you're a bit rusty. See, three months will do that to the soul. <laughs> and it will. And you know what? Oh, sorry. What? It's a sour. It's a sorry. Sorry. Oh, you're like apologizing. Like, sorry. No, like sorry. Sorry. You know? I don't know. Like we can get that. Uh, <laughs> um, so moving on to category two, Simba's pride. <laughs> Jafar- what to do if get attacked by Disney lions? <laughs> what to do if you're near a, a proud lion, um, or if Jafar returns as well? Yes. Or if the nuns are back in the heavens. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of things. Look who's talking now. For instance, mm. um, no, if you get Dis- attacked by the clone. <laughs> Disasters is what we're looking for. Disasters. Um, shall I begin? Or shall uh, I think begin? I'm first. You are first. I don't think it really matters. It doesn't. Yeah, we're splitting hairs. Um, Only because so, you just did one. I was like, oh. but no, you go ahead. Okay. Um, what to do if you're caught in a tornado? Yas. If there's like literally a- like spinning around <laughs> in it, like, well, put out you your arms to your try gravity? to fly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, so what to do if there is an unexpected or expected tornado? So here's a list of things you should do. If you are in a house, mm-hmm. one, go to the basement or take shelter in a small interior ground floor room, such as a bathroom, closet, or hallway. Right. If you have no basement, protect yourself by taking shelter under a heavy desk or table. Okay. In all cases, stay away from windows, outside retaining walls, or doors. Okay. If you're in an office or an apartment building, take shelter in an inner hallway or room, ideally in the basement or on the ground floor. Do not use the elevator. Mm-hmm. Stay away from windows. Yeah. Strangely enough, avoid cars and mobile homes. Because they'll just fly away. Well, yeah, Or exactly. get tossed around or in whatever. In your Honda Civic, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, totally. Pontiac's on fire. Um, <laughs> 
More than half of all deaths from tornadoes happen in mobile homes. Uh, oh. Find shelter elsewhere, preferably in a building with a strong foundation. <laughs> Get a better house, you nobody. <laughs> Sorry, All it took was a tornado to get Jason <laughs> off his lazy ass and find a job. <laughs> if no shelter is available, lie down in a ditch away from the car or mobile home. And give ditch up. your shitty home and go lie in a ditch, you nobody. Lie down in a ditch. Stay and there. <laughs> lie down in a ditch. Put a door on it. <laughs> Start unpacking now. <laughs> You're nutting, and you'll never be a nutting. Uh, so yeah, lie down in a ditch away from the car or mobile home. Beware of flooding from the downpours. Because <laughs> you're in a ditch. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great episode. Made me think of this. <laughs> of the Ricky Gervais show, which I've talked about before. It was the first podcast I ever listened to. And when they talked to Carol Pilkington, who's just like a moron, they ask him questions about stuff. They do a segment where they like check in with some, like with Carol about somebody from his hometown. Cause like he just always tells them stories about all these people from his hometown. They're like, these aren't real people, Carl. He's like, oh, they are real people. And there's two that are relevant to what you just said. There's one. He's like, the old lady, he calls her the old lady with the bent neck, where her neck was so bent that when it rained, the water went down her back, even if she was wearing a coat. <laughs> And the other one, he says, because he writes in his diary every week and they read it out loud. And he's like, he met this guy who he went to high school with at like the corner store. He's like, how's everything going? He's like, oh, great. I'm doing really well. (laughs) Got a new place. Um, You should come by sometime. And he told him where it was or whatever. (laughs) He was living in a hole in the ground. (laughs) And then he should face Steve Richard like, no, no, no. What are you like a mole man? And the girl's like, yeah, he just like he, it was like no, it wasn't like a hole that he dug. It was just like he was living underneath our old school that got torn down. <laughs> but he was like it was just like you know dirt walls. Like this isn't true. He's the like, property yeah, he's tax like, is fantastic. He's like when it rained, he just had to take everything out and let it dry off. <laughs> no, that's not true. Oh, like you said, beware of flooding and downpours yeah. and be. Be prepared to move. Yeah, there you That's go. That's what I said. Yeah. This guy knows. He's been living in tornado warnings yeah. since Vietnam. In all cases, get as close to the ground as possible. Protect your head and watch for flying debris. Right. Do not chase tornadoes. They are unpredictable and can change course abruptly. Mm. A tornado is deceptive. Should you look them in the eyes, then? Yeah. It, okay. <laughs> it may appear to be standing still, but is, in fact, moving towards you. It's like a deceptive ex-girlfriend. <laughs> uh, if your house is... I don't get it. Don't chase tornadoes. They are unpredictable and change course abruptly. A tornado is deceptive and may appear to be standing still, but is in fact moving towards you. <laughs> um, if your house is damaged by a tornado, you could end up walking through debris that is riddled with nails, glass shards, and splintered wood. Mm-hmm. The best way to ensure your shoes aren't scattered is to put them on, um, Wait, put put on a pair before the storm comes. Oh, oh! I feel like they happen mostly in the states, and they all wear shoes in the house anyway. So I know they're animals, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Um, but that's a great thing I never thought about. Of like, 
Put your shoes on. It's a very small detail you wouldn't think about. Yeah, like... Like, you'll be left with no shoes if your porch is gone. Yeah, not even like, as in like, oh man, I had a great pair of no, 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 like you need to Legit, escape you and you need to get the hell out your of sock there. feet. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna hurt. That's not like just walking across the nice pavement you walk across to bring the garbage out. No, now it's riddled with debris. Even if I had to do that today, sans tornado, my feet would be torn to shreds. Yeah, wrong. Uh, if your house is damaged by a tornado, you could end up walking through. De- I just read that. <laughs> uh, if you own a bike helmet, put that sucker on. Uh, be sure to put it on during a severe storm. It could save your life from life-threatening head trauma if your home suffers a direct hit. Oh, smart. Yeah. Think of that. I don't own a bike helmet. No. Dangerous. Living in the wild. I mean, I don't own a bike. I guess I could just get a bike helmet, not a bike. Do you own bike. shoes? <laughs> are we actually in a hole? <laughs> <laughs> this is all the facade. All the walls are cardboard. Yeah. We're uh, just waiting for we the We're just drawings on them. <laughs> uh, keep your pets on a leash or in a carrier and bring them around with you. Uh, which is also a little bit disturbing. And that's the last point I left on, which leads me to believe that I wrote that down and then immediately cried. And then <laughs> you just had to move continue on, my yeah. research. Yeah. I was like, oh. I hope I, Evan picks me up with his natural disaster. Yeah, I hope his gets more better. Um, earthquakes. So. I feel like these are all things incredibly relevant for Newfoundland. Yeah. We, we should have done a what to do if you can no longer get savory down at Mount Sio. <laughs> Or like, what to do if there's no more salt beef buckets, or they run out of carnation milk at shoppers, or Pepsi goes back up to regular prices, not two for one. I think it's all the same. All the same answer. Just get, start digging a ditch. <laughs> get in a hole. Get in a hole. Uh, approximately five thousand earthquakes are recorded in Canada each year. Never knew. Five thousand in Canada. In Canada, most of them very small. Wow. Uh, British Columbia is most at risk from a major earthquake. Uh, other areas prone to earthquakes are in the St. Lawrence and Ottawa River Valleys, as well as parts of the three northern territories. In the past 100 years, at least nine earthquakes in or near Canada have registered a magnitude greater than seven. That's actually, how many did you say, sorry? Nine in 100 in a, years. Oh, well, that's so not, it's not a lot, lot but, but like still greater than seven, seven is, is big. big. It's yeah. a big earthquake, yeah. A uh, few have caused extensive damage. A strong quake near one of Canada's major urban areas would likely be the most destructive natural disaster this country has ever experienced. Because we don't get that. We don't get the tornadoes as a general rule. We don't get the... No. We'll get tail end of hurricanes. We don't even get the... Usually the states get hit first because they come up from the south. Yeah. Yeah. It's Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, we don't get those... Like, we have shitty general weather, but we don't yeah. get the extremes. Well, there's a reason that we still put siding on our houses. Yes. Do you know what I mean? In a hurricane country, you don't put siding on your house. You no. have a stone house. Um, or you live in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> live in the ditch. Uh, a couple details about what to expect that made me very slightly nauseous. Uh, whether far away or close to the source, you will probably feel shaking followed by a rolling motion, much like being at sea. Ugh. You would feel that way even though you're not. Now, having said that, does that ever happen to you? Like we all of a sudden your stomach moves in a way where you're like, oh, I just felt like I was on a cruise ship or something or like on like a marine Atlantic. Well, I mean, it depends like on how many nowhere. bags of chips. No, but I mean like let's say like just out of nowhere in the middle of the day. Uh, no. Does it never happen to you? Or you just, whoa, I felt like I was on a boat then. No. Oh. You have an interior problem, buddy. Or I felt an earthquake. I'm just very perceptive. That's definitely it. If you are far away from the source, you might see swaying buildings. Or hear a roaring sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's the song I wanted you to sing. <clears throat> uh, you may feel dizzy and be unable to walk during the earthquake. 
If you live in a high-rise or multi-story building, you may experience more sway and less shaking than in a smaller single-story building. That is literally one of my biggest fears. Lower <laughs> floors will shake rapidly, much like residential homes. On upper floors, movement will be slower, but the building will move further from side to side. I watched a video of a of a of a I, I could only imagine like a condo complex. Right. And the building was moving so much left to right that the bathtub water Oh, you sent me that. Did I send you it? Yeah. Dude, that is like my biggest fear. It's horrible. Like, but I but I also think that certain buildings, like when they're built up to a certain height and they're meant to have some bend. They're meant to have to bend. Yeah. Isn't that wild? It is. It is. And terrifying. Oh. So what to do? Well, there is actually a very long list of things to do before an earthquake to be ready. Obviously, anyone in a place that have never experienced earthquakes, probably not going to have to do these things. But I'll give you the key points. Mm, take gravel. Uh, go through your home, imagining what would happen to each part of it. Just like like walk by the room, like room to room, as like like Tiffany and I do when we're like running a paint again. Again, that's be, in every like, six months. Yeah, you're going to look <laughs> and be like, okay, that'll fall down. That'll fall down. That shelf is not anchored to the wall. Whatever, right? Let's do a little experiment. What would happen in this room? Well, we shouldn't be in the basement because it's an earthquake, not a tornado. So we shouldn't because if an upper floor collapses, we're crushed. Yeah, but I mean like if we were to play the game of like what would happen in this room. Like not much. All those books would come off the shelf. That'd be incredibly inconvenient. Uh, oh, the pianos would roll because they're not done uh, anything. They're not locked in anyway. Well, it wouldn't sway. It would just like shake. So they probably wouldn't actually travel across the room. That's true. Because we're on a lower floor. You know, the yeah, not you much is going to happen down here. Bye. No, bye. Other than the house potentially crushing us. Well, mm, yep. minor. Uh, but basically, feed the fear. Do the things therapists tell you to avoid. Teach everybody in the family how to turn off the water and electricity. So whoever's closest, go turn it off. Like shut the water valve? Like that Turn kind of off the water to your house and the electricity, yep. Why? Uh, because you don't know what's going to happen with those things. Pipes could burst or cables could snap and then somebody could get electrocuted. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But like, That's I why. feel like the breaker would sh- shut the electricity off for you if something were to short. Like the breaker maybe would not shut that off. Before it hurt somebody, maybe. I mean, maybe not. Yeah. I am a certified electrician. Of course. Yeah. I clearly label the on off positions for water, electricity, and gas. Secure major appliances to walls, such as refrigerators, because they could roll and crush someone, apparently. Roll it and roll it. Uh, secure tops of heavy furniture, secure expensive or fragile items. Affix mirrors, paintings, locate beds and chairs away from chimneys and windows. Don't hang heavy pictures and other items over beds. I thought about that before. So we've hung a couple of things over our bed and been like, so Tiffany, if that came down on our heads, though, we might die. <laughs> so now we have like, well, actually, we just took him down, Reg, who we bought at Winners. He's like a four feet by three feet giant picture of an elephant. And you call him Reg? He's Reg, yeah. Reginald. We- we we've only named one piece of furniture in our house. It was a um, I could I I can only describe as a reindeer mm-hmm. during Christmas, and uh, like the arse of the reindeer is like padded or like has a weight to it. Right. So it would sit down on a ledge, and it's like floppy feet would sit down there like that. Yes, I understand. And uh, her name is Lydia. Okay. And uh, Lydia sits in the bathroom. Nice. Um, and she's called Lydia because Catherine won't let me call our firstborn girl Lydia. Why? She hates the name. Oh, it's a lovely name. It's because all she name. can hear is like, Liddy, Lydia. Lydia's like, sweet. But it's so endearing and so... Lydia. Oh, I like it. Oh, it's so... I like it a lot. Yeah. We'll work on it. Lydia sur tes roses joues et sur ton coffret si blanc. 
Um, Roulette. <laughs> uh, put anti-skip heads on our TVs, blah, 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 blah. Keep flammable items. Who cares? Have an emergency kit. Whoa, 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 whoa. What did you just say? I'm just moving through them quickly. It's like put childproof things on lap cupboards. That is important. We have to assume people don't know to put childproof things on. That is why we're doing it. Yeah, I know. But what to do if you have a child and you're stupid enough not to put your child shit like, away during an earthquake in Newfoundland? I feel like anyone who's listening who's in Newfoundland doesn't need to do that if they don't have children. Because we're not going to have an earthquake out of, out of nowhere where you got to worry about your dishes maybe, coming out. Maybe our listeners in Haiti... Have no, no. children, but I'm saying they have point. And also, it's not about having children. It's people who don't have children. If I've got, I've already got children locks on my th- on my cupboards. You don't. You're all your shit is going to fall out. It's people who don't have kids who don't have locks on already. But I feel like people who live in an earthquakey place already do this. Or they probably just have those weird. Oh yeah, they're child locks. Those little ones that are on the inside, not the ones that are on the outside, like yep. yours. Yep. Yep. Uh, during an earthquake. Whether whenever you are, I'm sorry, wherever you are, oh, wherever you are, when an earthquake starts, take cover immediately. Move a few steps to a nearby safe place if need be. Stay there until the shaking stops. Similar to what you were talking about with tornadoes, but different protocols. Uh, drop cover and hold on. That's pretty similar. Stay inside. Drop under heavy furniture such as table, desk, bed, solid, whatever. Cover your head and torso to prevent being hit by falling objects. Tornadoes left that out. I think they should include that. One more time. Tornadoes left that out. Left they, what out? About um, covering your head and torso to prevent being hit by heavy objects. I said that. No, you said get under a furniture thing, like a oh. table. I think they should add that in their. Well, they uh, said put on a helmet. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want to picture everybody walking around with their bike helmets on, but not a bike to be seen. No. Um, They're just welcoming things hitting them in the head. They're not yeah. covering themselves. No, no, no. Yeah, bring it on. It's like me with my little things on today. I was just like walking on ice. Yeah. Bring it on. Hold on to the object that you are under so that you will remain covered. Be prepared to move with the object until the shaking is stopped. It's like, whoop, here we go, table. It's like you go with the wave. You do. Interesting. Go with it. If you can't get under something strong or if you're in a hallway, flatten yourself or crouch against an interior wall and protect your head and neck. If you're in a shopping mall, interesting point. Interesting Go point. into the nearest store, stay away from the windows and shelves with heavy objects. If you're at school, get under a desk or table, face away from windows. If you're in a wheelchair... Lock the wheels and protect the back of your head and neck. My God, how thorough. How thorough. Yes. If you're outdoors, stay outside. Good point. Go to an open area away from buildings. The most dangerous place is near exterior walls. Like the ground's not going to open up and swallow you if That's you're in like a, field, a big right? fear of like yeah. that, yeah. of like hell opening up. Right. If you are in a crowded public place, take cover where you won't be trampled. Scary point, but true. Uh, yep. Of like people... F- like, Freaking out, like and all Black Friday, and just yep. like stamping on top of you. Yep. Trying to get a Turbo Man doll. <laughs> if you are in a vehicle, pull over to a safe place where you're not blocking the road. Keep roads clear for rescue and emergency vehicles. Avoid bridges, overpasses, underpasses, any type of passes, really. <laughs> Buildings or anything that could collapse. Stop the car and stay inside. Listen to your car radio for instructions. Do not attempt to get out of the car if downed power lines are across it. Wait to be rescued. Place a help sign in your window if you need assistance. That's a good one. Never thought about that. Like, if people are driving by me, like, they're fine. They're just pulled over for safety. But, like, you know, something has happened. I need help. Put up a help sign in your window. How many help? How many signs of help do you have in your window? Presumably, you have, like, an envelope and a pen. Think about this right now. You need help. Do you have the utensils in your vehicle to create a help me sign? Mm-hmm. Because I have my owner's manual, which has blank pages at the end, and I have a pen. 
Does it have blank pages on the end, actually? Yeah. Because I have the own, owner's manual. Yeah, I guess I have like my registration and my insurance. Yeah. And I th- I'm sure I have a couple of parking tickets. <laughs> yeah, they're got to be good for like, something. There's got to be something. With a little part where you're supposed to put the money in and mail it, what we never do. We just pay the late fees later. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Or like receipts or napkins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, things to avoid. Doorways. Doors may slam shut and cause injuries. Do not stand in a doorway. Windows, bookcases, tall furniture, light fixtures. You could be hurt by shattered glass or heavy objects. Elevators. Obviously a very big one. If you are in an elevator during an earthquake, what should you do? It's really intuitive, but it's not what I would have done. Uh, I would probably hit the emergency button. Oh, yeah. That's not what you do. The emergency button stops the elevator. What you need to do is hit the buttons for every single floor. So you stop at So it stops one. at whatever point you can. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh, down power lines, stay at least 10 meters away. Obvs. But then obviously, like, sorry, just to circle back to the elevator. Yeah. My instinct is to, like, if I'm in an elevator and a earthquake happens, it's yeah. to clean the shit out of my pants before right. I go to click all the buttons. Right, right, right. But, like, how do you think of that? I mean, you don't. You I don't. guess that's the you're, point you're, of this podcast told. is that... We are telling know. you what to do in That clicks in your mind. When somebody goes, push the help button, you go, no, push all the floors. And they're like, what? You're an idiot. Clean the shit out of your pants. And you're like, no, <laughs> Evan and Jeff. Who's Evan and Jeff? I don't care. Quick push buttons and spend too much time discussing it, and then you die. How wrong. Uh, if you're near a coastline, earthquakes can trigger large ocean waves called tsunamis. We know about them. If you're near a coastline in a high-risk area during a strong earthquake, immediately move inland or to higher ground and remain there until officials declare the area safe. After an earthquake, like after being attacked by an animal, don't just chill out immediately like they do in movies. Be prepared for aftershocks. Listen to radio, television for more information from authorities. Put on sturdy shoes. Bring it back to the shoes. It's all about keep protect those puds. Uh, <laughs> my sister always calls feet puds. Uh, is that a thing that Newfoundlanders do? Puds? Yeah. No. Oh. Um, protective clothing to help prevent injury from debris. Check your home for structural damage. Unplug appliances and broken lights. Stay away from brick walls and chimneys because they could be damaged and collapse. Do not use your fireplace. Just like time to relax. (laughs) If you have to leave your home, take your emergency kit and other essential items and post a message in clear view indicating where you can be found. That's the type of thing that I like. So no one's going like, I haven't heard from Jeff. I better go in his house and try and find him. Meanwhile, your house is like a danger zone. Put a sign on your door. This is where I've gone, and this is how you can reach me or where I can be found. Oh, oh, because like if you leave your house. Yeah, because cell towers could be down. There could be no way for communication. Sure. So you'd be like, I'm gone to Evans <laughs> to help him. He's trapped in the basement. <laughs> He's in the ditch. He's in the ditch. Um, uh, do not light matches or turn on light switches until you're sure there's no gas leaks. I don't have any gas in my house, but whatever. Uh, do not flush toilets if you suspect sewer lines are broken. Like, even if your house is, like, fine, but, like, somewhere on your street there could be a broken sewer line, you flush your toilet, now things might happen badly. Yeah, but that's not your problem. I guess. <laughs> Use extreme caution with hazardous materials. Check in on your neighbors. Organize rescue measures if people are trapped or call emergency systems. <laughs> Vigilante style. Just take it on yourself. Take it on yourself. Put you on have, your cape. Tie up your cape, bud. If you have pets... Try to find and comfort them. No, 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 I can't. If you have to evacuate, take them to a pre-identified pet shelter. Um, No. Most importantly, just have a plan and get an emergency kit. You never want to be in a situation where you have no idea how to react if it occurs. Yep. Which is sort of the gist of all of this. You can find details on how to make those plans and emergency kits online. But essentially, um, 
this is more or less what you'll want for your basic emergency kit. Water, at least two liter, two liters of water per person per day. Includes small <laughs> bottles. What? Two liters of water per person per day. Right. That's a lot of water, man. Yeah. Yeah. Emergency but like there may be it's just there, barrels of water. Yeah, it's all it is. It's your water tank. Yeah. Um, small bottles that can be carried easily. Food that won't spoil, such as canned goods, energy bars, dried foods. Remember to replace the food and water once a year, or you get your emergency kit and you're like, oh, all of this is expired. We're gonna die. Great. Manual can opener because you've got all these kids. Wind up or battery powered flashlight and extra batteries. Wind up or battery powered radio and extra batteries. Back up the truck. Do you know what would be tragic? What. To have that, like, survival kit yeah. and die of starvation because you don't have a goddamn can opener. Right? You've got all these cans. And, like, you're you're not, like, strong and able. Like, you have, like, arthritis in your hands and you can't, like, beat the can off something or you can't get creative to try to find the way to open right. up the can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not resourceful. No. You just have to sit there and die of starvation. So me is what you're describing. Uh, first day kit, special items such as prescription medications, infant formula, and equipment for people with disabilities. Extra keys to your car and house. Cash in smaller bills, such as $10 bills and change for payphones. Clearly, this was written before, like, you know, yeah, tap. Absolutely. Uh, a copy of your emergency plan and contact information. You can purchase pre-packaged emergency kits from the Canadian Red Cross. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, just call 1-800-O-Canada. Oh, Canada. Um, that's it. Excellent. You can get emergency kits for your car, in fact, as well. Yeah, actually, I was considering getting like a first aid emergency kit, like for my vehicle, yeah. and just like putting it down where I have my spare tire stuff. Yep. Just because you never know. You should have it. Yep. Uh, and for me, the natural disaster—not natural disaster, but a disaster—is a house fire. Oh God, worst nightmare. Your worst nightmare is a house fire. One of them, yeah. I think you're in a. No, like we're in a pretty good position i mean your house is not like there's only two bedrooms upstairs very unlikely that a fire would start in either of them so if you have to get out and you can't go downstairs you can go out on the boys have the window where you're you can climb out on the ledge thing and i can pretty much hang down from it and touch the ground yep and also like like it's both, probably eight feet even your bedroom window if you had to drop from your bedroom window you would be perfectly fine you wouldn't even injure yourself mm, you might break an ankle or something I don't It'd think be so. like a 15 foot drop. No. Ah, uh, but 15 feet. Anyways. Yeah. First step is being proactive. Similar to what you said. The best offense is a good defense. Create a household plan for what to do during a house fire. This includes knowing at least two exit strategies for every room. Oh. Knowledge of the best ways to escape from second story windows. Mm. Ensure the older children slash siblings, take responsibility over younger ones. Mm. Tell children not to hide in closets or under beds. Have a safe place to meet up after the fact in case of a fire. Have working practical fire extinguishers and detectors. And most importantly, practice slash rehearse the plan at least once or twice a year to ensure everybody knows what it is. In case you have not been proactive, or even if you have, here are some helpful tips. Okay. Uh, Test door handles. See if they're hot. Yeah. So handles that are warm can be a sign that fire is on the other side of an exit. So if a handle is hot to the touch, avoid opening that door and 
uh, you should plan on using the alternate exit that you have designated. Right. Whenever entering a new room or testing a door handle, use the back of your hand. Ah. Uh. If you are frantically grabbing at full strength a doorknob to quickly open it and run, and it turns out to be very hot due to a fire on the other side, you could aggressively burn the palm of your hand, oh. therefore making it useless for further action when trying to escape. Horrible. That would be horrible because you're trying to hang off like your window ledge, yeah. and now you've got a third-degree burns on your hand. <gasps> Immediately close your door. And stuff a blanket slash towel along the bottom so that the smoke cannot get through. Somewhere between 70 to 80% of deaths in a fire are due to smoke inhalation. They're not actually from burning. Right. Stay low to the floor for better air. Yeah. There is more smoke the higher you get up. Smoke will rise up and collect towards the ceiling of the room before filling the bottom. Mm. Staying low gives you a better chance of getting fresh oxygen. Okay. I think I knew that from, like, movies and stuff. Yeah. If your clothes catch on fire, guess what? Stop, drop, and roll. Yep. Take him off and make this a real party. All right. <laughs> We're getting hot in here. <laughs> um, become resourceful. <laughs> Easier said than done. Change who you are fundamentally in a moment of strife. <laughs> Become resourceful. Add less of an idiot. Become an entrepreneur. <laughs> we started watching Dragon's Dead last night because we have cable now. Another thing that happened while we've been away. We now have cable for the first time in our 11 years together. Dragon's Den's 11 years together, me and you? No, me and Tiffany. Oh. Yeah. The other important person in your life. Yeah. Um, so become resourceful. Use things like bed sheets, pillowcases, and blankets to tie a rope. Ensure. Oh. Yeah. I, that wouldn't occur to me. No. I would just try and jump. Ensure the knots are tied tight and strong. Push your bed or a heavy piece of furniture close to the window and use that as an anchor and proceed Mm. to climb out the window. Like, think about that. So, like, even if you had enough time to be like, we have to go out the window. Let's say it's a third or fourth story bedroom. And you go, we can't drop. Let's tie a rope. Yeah. What are you tying it to? Your doorknob? Exactly. But if you had a plan. Exactly. Yeah, your doorknob would break, though. Step one, push the bed to the window. Open the window, tie your sheets. I don't think together. I have anything on a bed I could tie it to. All of your on, sheets on my bed. No, no. no. What would the I? Headboard. The leg don't of the have bed. A, don't have a headboard. The leg of the no, bed. There's no leg. What is your bed sitting on? It's not just a piece of plywood on the ground. Well, it's like a box shape. Like there's no leg. It's all like a rectangle. Okay. With so drawers underneath. Well, I guess you could take the take drawers the drawer out and fish and, it out through there. And, yeah. Yeah. Tie it on one of the rungs that go across the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, cover your nostrils Mm. yeah with a shirt or damp towel during a house fire this will prevent smoke from entering your lungs boys hold on now I gotta damp this towel now run out into the fire to get a bit of water yeah Um, you'll want to avoid opening doors if you're in a building where there is a fire unless there is no other exit and if you do open up a door shut it behind you fire requires oxygen to fuel them if you continuously open doors, it gives the fire more oxygen to burn and can allow a flame to get out of hand. Ah. So, when using an extinguisher, aim low at the base of the fire to be more effective. Right. I did not know that. I would have just sprayed willy-nilly. Right. Yeah, aim at where the fire is coming from. The flames on top won't put it at the bottom. No. Yeah. Uh, there are several small household items you can buy and place throughout the house that can become useful in case of a house fire. Fire blankets, fire extinguishers, 
kitty slash toddler fire ladders. Okay. Small cans and liquids of fire extinguisher liquid, which I didn't know existed. And I looked up. It's super cool. It's like a mini fire extinguisher. So instead of having this great big massive intimidating It's like a thing, hairspray style kind, kind of. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's also like a squirt bottle one. Right. That's like for smaller based fires. Rather than breaking out your whole fire extinguisher. Yeah, it's also oh. like super intimidating. Like if you have a small kid trying to take out that big heavy thing oh, and yeah. pull the pin and point oh, the hose. Oh, right, right, right. Do you right, know what right. I mean? Like it's yeah. quite a it's a um endeavor. Yeah. No no kidding. A quest. Yep. And as always, friends, education and proactivity is key. So having that plan, writing it down, making sure everybody understands, yeah. get the hell out of Dodge. 50 uh. to 100 meters straight, don't jump in the water. <laughs> the Yell. fire will wait for you on top of the water. <laughs> don't stare into the fire's eyes. Uh, no, do look into the fire's eyes, depending on the type of fire it is. Yes. Uh, okay, and last for the disasters portion of the show, uh, a lightning storm. Ooh. Now, this one I was thinking was sort of a waste of time, but apparently this is actually one of the biggest concerns we should have so far. Because it's the most probable and happens all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Not to the degree I'm going to explain it to it, but it's more likely than us having a devastating earthquake. In Newfoundland. In Newfoundland, that's what I mean. Yeah. Every year, two to three Canadians are killed in lightning storms and 180 injured. These are weird ones uh, because there's an element of majesty about them. Majesty. You know I mean? Well, in most situations, you don't feel the present danger involved in a lightning storm. Like in Nova Scotia, when we go up to Mobs, they have magical lightning storms, like crazy Big lightning chain. storms. And what everybody does, everyone goes out on their front porch and watches and it. Watches it and, go, and then they count the thunder and whatever. Um, but uh, the first and most important thing to remember is that if you hear thunder, you are within striking distance of lightning. Yeah. Take shelter immediately, preferably in a house or all metal automobile, not convertible top. If caught outside, fire from shelter, stay away from tall objects such as trees, poles, wires, and fences. Take shelter in a low-lying area. These things we know. Once indoors, stay away from electrical appliances and equipment, doors, windows, fireplaces, anything that will conduct electricity such as sinks, tubs, and showers. So, like, when we have a lightning storm, I never think, like, I'm not going to get a bath now. But my grandmother has said that to me before. Like, in, in another, like, I think we were, like, there was a lightning storm in Grand Lake one time. And she was like, I was like, I'm going to get in the tub now. And she's like, you can't get in the tub. I was like, why? She's like, there's a lightning storm. Yeah, but you all all houses have grounds. They do, but they have to travel from the top floor to get to the ground. So depending on where the lightning strikes. But as long as the ground is there, it's not going to travel through you. The, right. the point of a ground wire is that lightning will always take the least resistance path. Least resistant path. Right. So if it hits the house, it's going to hit the top of the house. And it's going to follow the ground, the ground wire straight to the ground. Well, it's not going to travel through the tub. Now, unless the house is built... Back in 1902, well, and they everything didn't have they're wire. going to warn you about now is irrelevant. It seems most of the concerns are when you're in your house, here's what you shouldn't do during a lightning storm. Go on. Once indoors, stay away from uh, electrical appliances and equipment, doors, windows, whatever. I just said that. Yep. Avoid using a telephone that is connected to a landline or touching devices that are plugged in for charging. Because I guess if even when it's going down the ground wire, it could still... Well, it'll short the rest of the stuff. It'll short the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Well, that's also part of the breaker, right? So like, yeah. if you, that's why you get surge protectors. Right. So if you're like charging your phone... Charge your phone, by Stop charging it. Uh, you can use your phone if it's not plugged in. No, no, no. Charge your phone. Just use a surge protector. I don't know what that is. Uh, power bar. Oh. Yeah, so like any sort of power bar that you probably have, it'll now, just shut off. It has a anything that has that little trick, right. little switch on it. That's a surge protector. Uh, yeah, so like you ever see like the biggest thing with like TVs and stuff right. is they'll be watching TV, 
the power goes because of lightning and it shorts the TV. Right. Because there's no surge protector. Uh, and that's a simple fix. Just get a surge protector and just plug my, your TV into a power bar. Yep. Into a what surge are, protector power bar. Right. And that'll solve that. So that mm. if something were to happen and the power goes, yeah. it's the it works the same way as a breaker. Yeah. It shuts it off at the source so right. it doesn't affect it. Uh, if you are in your car during lightning, do not park under tall objects that could topple, and do not get out if there are down power lines nearby. If you are caught outside, avoid tall things, anything made of metal and open water. If you're caught on the water or in a small boat, like yourself or I could be, because we love it out on our boat, with no cabin, during thunder and lightning, oh. quickly get to shore. Boats with cabins offer a safer environment, but it's still not ideal. When lightning strikes water, it can travel a significant distance. So even if the strike happens far from you, you may still be at risk. Remember, there is no safe place outdoors during a thunderstorm. Once in a safe location, remain there for 30 minutes after the last rumble of thunder is heard before resuming your outdoor activities. Contrary to some belief, people who have been struck by lightning do not carry an electrical charge and can be safely handled. You don't have to worry about touching them. Victim. Oh, I thought, I thought you were making a joke. No, no, no. On, like people contrary are like, to popular belief, you do not turn into a superhero. <laughs> no, but you can. Some people are like I can't administer first aid because they just were shocked and it'll shock me. No, once they are shocked, the electricity is gone. Um, victims may be suffering from burns or shock and should receive medical attention immediately. If you come across someone who has been struck, call for medical assistance immediately. And if breathing has stopped, administer mouth to mouth cardiopulmonary. Oh, I didn't know that was what that was. Cardiopulmonary resuscitation, CPR. Didn't know that's what it stood for. I don't think I did either. Yep. The main goal, avoid being the highest point no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. Lightning wants to get to the ground. Golfing, really bad. You're literally holding a metal rod above your head in an open field. Most golf courses will have alarms so that as soon as the thunder is heard or detected, they shut it down until it passes. And if you are golfing, golf carts... Not a great place to be, as they are open. You want something fully closed in. Likewise, fishing real bad. Holding a rod and you're near water. Umbrellas, also not recommended. You know the what? tip is middle. Yeah, you know what they say. It's better to be wet than dead. <laughs> <laughs> Your old puppy always says, it's better to be wet than dead. Sounds like a Newfoundland expression, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Better be wet than dead. By yeah, it doesn't go it any up. deeper than the skin. Uh, cars are good. You can sit in your car and easily avoid metal. If your car is struck, the lightning will easily head for ground. The rubble tires, rubber tires are the worst possible conductor. Just be aware of any down power lines upon exiting your vehicle. Um, and please tip your waiter, waiter staff as you leave. Uh, out walking the dog in the woods, not a bad place to be. Seek shelter in low-lying areas under a thick growth of small trees or bushes. Stay away from the tall ones, especially since if they're struck, they may collapse. If you're talking a really severe thunderstorm, a lightning storm, there are some precautions you may want to take indoors. Before the storm hits, disconnect electronical appliances, including computers, radios, television sets. Do not touch them during the storm. Use battery-operated or cordless devices online. Netflix and chill on the iPad, not the TV. If lightning strikes your dwelling, the electrical current will travel through wires and cords using the path of least resistance. You, being 70% water, are a great conductor. Mm. Uh, working on a plugged-in computer. Don't do that. Or holding a phone or other devices when they're charging. All unsafe. We already sort of chatted about that. Delay taking a shower. Doing laundry. Washing dishes by hand in a thunderstorm. Because water is electrical conductor. Um, Another fun rhyme. When thunder roars, go indoors. Ooh. Thank you. I'm two for two. Uh, Okay. I have a multiple choice for you. Nice. 
What was the costliest natural disaster to ever occur in Canada? You have four choices. A. Fort McMurray wildfires, 2016. Ice storm, uh, January 4th to 10th, 1998, in Ontario and Quebec. Uh, the Great Newfoundland hurricane of 1775. Or the Regina cyclone, June 30th, 1912, in Saskatchewan. I'm going to go ahead and say the fires in BC. Okay. All were bad. I'm going to give you a little info on all of them. Please. The cyclone was Canada's deadliest tornado ever. Winds up to 400 kilometers per hour. That is wild. 28 people were killed and houses exploded from the pressure. What? Cars were twisted up into ball-shaped masses. It took 10 years to pay off the debts caused by the tornado. The hurricane was also bad. This is the um, the Great Newfoundland Hurricane in 1775. Well, when I, when you said the date of 1775, it's like, all right, it cost a nickel to put back up right. a house made of wood. It claimed 4,000 lives. Oh, my God. Most of them sailors from England and Ireland, destroying 700 boats with surges of 6 to 9 meters. What? The uh, ice storm was also really bad, uh, not in terms of loss of life. This was... Uh, January 4th to 10th, 1998, Ontario and Quebec. Uh, but it drove 600,000 Canadians out of their homes. Some areas were covered in 10 centimeters of ice and freezing Wh- rain. What? Toppling- 10 centimeters of ice, of like yeah. thick ice. Yep. That's like the day after tomorrow kind of shit. Yeah. Toppling power lines and leaving residents with no heat or power in the dead of winter. It was the largest ever peacetime deployment of troops. 15,000 Canadian forces were sent to provide shelter, medical care, clear roads, and deliver supplies. The cost was about $5 billion. But no, the costliest natural disaster by far was the wildfires in 2016, burning 590,000 hectares. Um... Evacuation of 88,000 people driving through walls of flames to escape. The inferno grew so large, it started producing pyrocumulus clouds and lightning. The air quality and toxic ash kept many evacuees out of their homes for months. The community is still recovering from the $9.9 billion in damages. Dude, that's wild. It's wild. Like insurance companies go bankrupt over things like that. It was the most expensive natural disaster In Canadian history. Yeah. 2016, fire. Uh, and also, like, to your point, everything's more expensive now. Yes. Right? So, yes. there's um, Well, you know what? I have a couple of uh, questions for this round as well, buddy. Ow. Okay. I have two truths and a lie. Our favorite. Our favorite. Two <clears throat> truths and a lie. So, number one. We never came up with a jingle for two truths and a lie. It's too interesting. <laughs> That's true and false. I know. I was trying oh, to... Oh, it was a parody. I see. Not a parody. It was... Yeah, I guess it... <laughs> by definition, it was a parody, but anyways. Remix, um, two ignition. Uh, Mama rolling that body. So, number one. <laughs> We're moving on. A backdraft is caused by the sudden introduction of air into a fire that has depleted most of the available oxygen in a room or building. Two, flashover is a thermally driven event during which every combustible surface in an enclosed space rapidly and simultaneously ignites. What's it called? Flashover. Okay. Number three, flashover was also the name of a 1991 blockbuster film about two Chicago firefighter brothers who don't get along and have to work together while a dangerous arsonist is on the loose. Loose, Starring Kurt Russell, William Baldwin, and Robert De Niro. 
Ow, it's got my toe on the music stand and almost broke it off. <laughs> what, the music uh, stand or your toe? My toe. Um, so hang on. So if B is false as a premise, just as a proposition, if B is false, C said and also flashover. So like that would be point. Like that doesn't matter, right? Like flashover could still be movie even if B is false. That's correct. Okay, because the way it was worded, I was like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think A is false, and you did the sec that you did C because tr- B was true. Like in your Google search, two things came up with flashover: the actual definition of it and the movie. And you're like, great, I'll use both of those. Interesting, interesting. Uh, you're wrong. Oh, come <laughs> on. Um, backdraft is actually the cause of a sudden introduction of air into oh. a fire. Uh, B. Flashover is the thermally driven event during which combustible surfaces enclosed space rapidly. You made it the movie? It's so obvious. The name of the movie is not Flashover. It is Backdraft. (laughs) The movie exists, but the name is Backdraft, not Not Flashover. So my premise was correct, except I had it backwards. You got it. Uh, The movie does exist, yeah. Uh, I have a second one. Okay. Also, two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. Right. Number one, tornadoes have touched down on every continent except Antarctica. Number two, historically, September is the most active month for, for, for tornado occurrences, with an average of 276 tornadoes occurring annually in the U.S. Okay. Number three. The U.S. experiences the highest number of tornado occurrences on Earth. Two of these are truths. One of them is a lie. Tornadoes have touched down on every continent except Antarctica. Historically, September is the most active month for tornadoes, averaging at 276. The U.S. experiences the highest number of tornado occurrences on Earth. How shady is this one? I'm a bit of an asshole. So, like, the thing that's false yeah, is a- true if you change the number? No. 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 Okay. I'm actually not as much of an asshole as I think I am. Okay. Remind me what they are again. A is that it's Antarctica is the only place they haven't touched Every down. continent except Antarctica. September is the most active month. 276 tornadoes on average per month. Um... Or sorry, annually, Jesus. <laughs> 276 a month, 276 annually. Uh, the U.S. experiences the highest number of tornado occurrences on Earth. But not on the moon. <laughs> I think A is false. A is true. Damn it, zero. I got zero right. For, for tornadoes to form, there needs to be a moist, warm climate. That really cannot happen in Antarctica, considering what the sun angle when the, what the sun angle is down there and how the cold how cold it is. Well, then I'm right. It didn't. It didn't occur down there. Nope. Number one is true. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, it is the only place they haven't occurred. Yep. Right. I was thinking that's true that it hasn't occurred there, but there's probably another continent it didn't occur on. That's why I picked that one. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, historically, September is not the most active month. It is May. 
May is the May. most active month. Yeah. Wouldn't have thought May. It's fall is hurricanes. That's what I, I yeah. thought I was going to trip you up. Right. It yeah. did. So hurricanes happen in the fall. Yeah. My September. brain was like, it might be October, but I don't think you'd do that to me. No. It's right. May. I it's tried May. to make it a big enough gap. I think you did. Yeah. Once you said May, I, I was like, yeah, that's fair like enough. June, no, yeah. but you're two no, weeks up. No, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to be May that much May 2 for a weekend is pushing it. No. And with an average of more than 1,200 tornadoes annually, the U.S. leads with the most tornado activity in any country. I figured that because I've, like, you don't hear about tornadoes happening anywhere else. No, really. it's all in like Kansas. Yeah. They're all in Kansas, and Dorothy's that. involved in them all. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we need to investigate Dorothy. Maybe Dorothy's the problem. Yeah. I mean, Dorothy's often the problem. How do you solve right. a problem like Dorothy? <laughs> Dot. Dot. <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, uh, and I guess to go into our very last what our, to do if. Our third our third uh, uh, genre, if you will. Genre. Our third category. Yes. Category is the word I was looking for. Thank you so much, Jeff. You always know how to finish your... Sandwiches. Mm. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be funny. What's the reference? Oh, it's frozen. It's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it was something. reference of yeah. that one. I was hoping it was something funny, but it's not. Yeah. Um, so, our very last category that we're going to touch is what to do if you're in a global pandemic mm. and you need a vehicle to get through these heavy and dark times. You start a podcast. You do. This is exactly what we did a year and a half ago. Almost two years ago. It'll be two years in April. Yep. And uh, yeah, and, and we started with that in mind, and it was that for us. Yep. For so long. It was definitely what we needed. Yep. To kind of keep our minds off of everything that was happening, but more importantly, give us something to work towards. I think for like productivity wise, like we needed something to pour uh, artistic energy into yep. and to have a vehicle to also like, you know, we, we said like to spend time together. Yeah. It was a project that we could do together. It was like really the first project. Like, yeah. The first like, like thing you know that I mean? we did together solo yeah. of like, yeah. hey, guess what? We this can is actually, something we've created. And we could do it like together solo. Like it yeah. wasn't like, let's do a show under the umbrella of another company. Right. Like, um and we talked about it for so long, and all it took was a global pandemic to expedite it. And it did. That's all it yep. took. One, one lovely lunch of the governor. It was very funny, And then actually, a global yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Um, but if the CRA asks, we've been doing a show for the last three years. <laughs> 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 and we made no money on the t-shirts. No. Which is true. Which is true. Um, so now that you know what to do, it is time for us to close the door, I believe. Certainly close it for a period. And that is for certain. So um, now that we've made our way, I guess, to a degree, to the other side of the pandemic, for us at least. Yeah. You know, we're both back to work. We're both doing We're in other very things. different places than we were yeah. when this started. Not to say that we started it for selfish reasons. No. I mean, selfish in that we wanted to do what we wanted to create a outlet. But... We're in a place right now, I know I am, well, we talked about it, so I think I can speak for both of us. Yeah. When I say that we're in a place now where it's not something we need in our week. No. And as much as we enjoy it, it's, there's time we want to be spending on other things yeah. that we can't be right now. Yeah. And I think, I think you said it exactly. It's not something we need anymore. Yeah. Before I think we needed this. Yeah. Or one of us did, and then the other one was like, we got this then. Yeah. And, right? and, and, and. and you know, we hope that 
you kind of joined us on this journey to kind of get through it to the other side. And we brought you moments of levity and God forbid a bit of education along the way as well. Don't we hope so. And uh, at this point now, we're at the point to comfortably say that we've learned it all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no ending. We knew that was had to be the end. Once we got to the point where all the information was in our We no roster. longer <laughs> have a list of things that we should know but don't. No. At this point, we know everything that we should Just know. Just a list of things that we know. Yeah. It's a very long list. Um, but I do think we're at a place where we no longer need this podcast. Yeah. And we're comfortable to move on with the next chapter of our lives and the next artistic endeavor and to to take with that what it is and look back on it so fondly yep so many memories so many you asking me to be your best man happened on this documented forever it was me weeping uh the like three days before oliver was born like my second child was like born during the podcast life you got married during the podcast life I like so many of the things that like we've done. I'm about to cry. I know. I'm actually like, it's it has it's a. I mean, our friendship has had like periods of like, uh, it, like this. We'll was call the, them milestones. Yeah, like eras. You know what I mean? And, and the podcast was an era of our friendship. It's a chapter in the book of Jeff and Evan. It is. It's like having a home movie and be like, look at all the whole. But it's it's all audio, and it's like, I don't know how many hours it is now, but it's like. It's a lot. It's like sixty-three hours of us talking or something. It's, it's probably more than that. I have no concept. Oh my god! Yeah, I have no. I have no um, well, I mean, every episode's about an hour. And, uh, oh god, some are longer. <laughs> some are longer, and, and some are shorter. Uh, but you know, I want to. I want to thank everybody. Yep. Because without all the continuous support and people, you know, sending in amazing emails and topic ideas and support, and also like in the heat of it all. Like when we were first starting off, people saying, writing in, saying, you know what? You are the best part of the day of my bus ride to school or yeah, my walk I listen home to you guys or- when I try to get to sleep. I have anxiety every night when I try to go to sleep. And I listen to you guys to – like those sorts of comments made us feel like, oh, okay. Like as much as we were doing it for each other and for ourselves, those sorts of things made us feel like we're also doing it for you guys. Yep. And we were. Yep. And, and we truly hope that right now in this world that we're living in that you're in a place now where maybe you don't need us either. Yeah. So there's nothing really to do other than say, we hope you learned something this week. And if you didn't, go, go f- yourself. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. And we hope that you take the education and the moments of levity and fun and education and comedy and we can inspire you to do the things that inspire you. <laughs> that sentence was so redundant. <laughs> we inspire you to do the things that inspire you. I know, but you also said education twice in your list. Did I? Education yeah. and, 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 and entertainment. And then you also said levity and then you also went back to education. It was great. It was really good to witness. I loved it. I'm, I'm happy that we're ending this. <laughs>